Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Welcome to part two of the insane granny story. This is an incredible tale from r slash best of Redditor updates about a truly mental granny and her escapades. Now, if you haven't yet seen yesterday's episode, that is part one. It's linked right now down in the description and behind the I button if you're on YouTube. You need to go and watch that one first for this to make sense. But I will give you a little brief overview of what's happened so far and just who this mental lady is. So, OP has saved the child from running into traffic after being bullied and then released by this insane granny. Just out of the blue. Extremely dangerous. Then, where this story got interesting was the insane granny gave a false police report to try and get custody of said child taking the child away from her parents then op the creator of this post had a chance encounter with the child's aunt at a hospital and offered to be a witness by the end of episode one the insane granny had gotten her social services friend on board now i'm not exactly sure in what capacity at this moment but it seemed extremely dodgy and together they were just doing their everything to try and completely destroy OP's claims and get custody of the insane granny's granddaughter. So that is where we are. Again, go and watch episode one. It clears it all up and, you know, the story's in a lot more detail than what I've just described. But there we go. Let's get in to episode two. Okay then, so the next update comes just one day after the previous one, on the 17th of October, 2016. I'd asked the kid's mum if she wanted me to go and make a statement to the police, or just wait until social services contact me. She wanted me to go to the police, as she's trying to get an interdict order, essentially a restraining order, against Insane Granny. So I went to give my statement to the police, and oh boy has Insane Granny done a number on them. After the kid's parents told her that they were in contact with me, she went to the police and told them that I might come in claiming to have been involved in the original store incident. She's managed to weave some intricate lie, essentially trying to discredit me before I gave evidence. This worked to a certain extent. The officer in charge of the case made it very clear he thought I was lying and had been paid off. He asked me a few times how much I was making doing this and told me that I could be arrested for wasting police time and perjury. He was immediately dismissive of me and condescending, which I'm ashamed to say I don't respond very well to. I think that's fair enough. I mentioned in a comment on one of my previous posts that I work in forensics and I've been an expert witness, both educational and reporting, implying that I could be accepting bribes or that I'm lying could potentially kill my career. No way am I endangering my career because some manipulative old lady has an officer wrapped around her gnarly old witch finger. (laughs) Wow, I love the imagery there. I will say though, this granny must be very skilled in terms of convincing people to side by her. 
She's got an officer on board. That is elite from her, despite the fact that she is clearly insane. Anyway, unfortunately, I've worked with more than my fair share of people who take one look at me and think I'm some sort of inexperienced daft bimbo. I usually try to assert myself, and if that doesn't work, let them embarrass themselves. It happens eventually. In this case, it happened at the end of the interview, when he asked me for my employment details. My official job title sounds way more important than it is. It has the words lead, investigator, forensic, and a few other ones in there that make me sound impressive. This definitely made him sit up and listen. I'm not gonna lie, I kinda chewed him out a bit, though he mostly realized himself that he'd screwed up. He'd allowed himself to be completely manipulated by insane granny, and I pointed out that it's pure luck that what I do for a living comes with a lot of credibility. What would have happened if I had been some poor student, or someone uncomfortable in this type of situation, or heck, anyone else? So I set the record straight about insane granny. Well, what I know to be fact. I also filled him in off the record about what aunt and the kid's mum told me, which I obviously can't prove. So we had a chat and I got a few things straightened out. One of which was that insane granny did in fact contact the police after the incident at the store. I was originally told that she contacted the police who contacted social services. Then I was told that this wasn't true. Instead, insane granny had contacted her social services friend who reported the incident and somehow got the police involved. It was unclear how. So we think, complete speculation on mine and the police's part here, by the way, that once insane granny made her report to the police and they said they'd be contacting social services, insane granny took it upon herself to contact her social services friend. So we definitely know that the social services friend is not officially involved. A few of you who work in social services pretty much said the same thing. That is shady. So insane granny and her social services friend are basically a rogue duo going around town trying to get dirt on the kid's mum. I've reported her. I've told the kid's mum this too, and the police are now aware of her. Though whether they just let social services deal with her or get themselves involved, I don't know yet. The officer also told me some of the things that insane granny has claimed about me. Now, before anyone loses their head about him breaking confidentiality, etc., he never actually gave me her side of the story or told me what she said in her statement. I got that from the kid's aunt. All he told me was what she said when she came in to warn him I'd be making a fake police report. So she's claimed to the police, this is, that I, someone she knows absolutely nothing about and met for less than five minutes, am a poor student desperate for money. I have a history of lying to the police. She knows this because apparently I'm friends with the kid's mum's drug addict cousin. I might be a drug addict, she doesn't know, and that I once tried to seduce her son, the kid's dad, which is impressive as I've never met the guy before. Unfortunately, I gave him all my watts, so I don't have any to spare for you. I also asked about the security camera outside the store. They didn't manage to get anything from them as they're aimed at the door, not the pickup area. I did have a look on the way in and I thought that it might be a long shot. So what is still to happen? The kids' parents will have an official social services visit sometime soon. Social services will most likely want to talk to me. The police will be going after insane granny for wasting police time and filing a false police report. And finally, there will hopefully be a follow-up to my complaint about the social services friend. Well then, let's see what happens next. Eight days later, we get the fifth update in this story. I don't think you'll need your drama llamas for this update. More likely you'll need your perplexed alpacas? Anyway, it's more weird than dramatic. As some of you know, because of the state of my ankle, I've been staying with my parents and younger brother for the last few months. Well, on Monday, my mum had the day off and was pottering around the house. 
My parents' place is in a very rural area of Scotland. Our closest neighbor is six miles away and our house is at the end of what is essentially a mile long dirt or tractor track. It's hard to find. And the only strangers we get out here are either forestry people who miss the forest access road or one or two brave or quite possibly lost Jehovah's Witnesses. Google Maps and SatNavs can't find it and no one delivers out here except Royal Mail. At around noon, a car pulled up. However, no one got out. This isn't too unusual. As I said, it's usually someone lost. So my mum hung around at the front of the house in case they came over to ask directions. Instead, after a few minutes, the car left. About an hour later though, the same car pulls up and the same thing happens again. Another hour goes by and they're back again. Only this time, two women exited the car. They didn't go to the door. Instead, they decided to have a little snoop around. One tried to go around the back of the house, which is currently fenced off as our back garden is being used as a paddock for a pregnant mare and her foal. The others started trying to look in the windows. So my mum goes out and asks if she could help them. They very quickly say no. They were just looking before booking it back to their car and speeding off. Naturally, my mum was confused enough to tell my dad, brother and I what happened pretty much as soon as we got home. I've definitely been working in forensics too long as my immediate reaction was that they were casing the place. Now, we have security cameras. They're not for the house or security. They were originally set up around our back garden so we could watch for when the mayor went into labor. They were never removed because the foal turned out to be the reincarnation of Houdini and then we had the mayor covered again. One of the cameras is aimed at the gate that one of the women tried to open to get into the back garden. So we had a little look at the footage. Can you guess who was trying to open that gate? Yep, insane granny was at my parents' place. I have no idea who her friend was, what they wanted, or why they didn't talk to my mum. And I can only assume she got this address from the kid's parents. My money is on the dad. My mum had to day off work as well, but she said no one turned up. However, I have a day off tomorrow, and apart from my brother being about in the morning, I'll be home alone. I know many of you will suggest calling the police for either harassment or trespassing, or both, but in Scotland, trespassing is a civil matter, not a criminal one, so they can't get involved. There are laws regarding trespassing, but they're mostly to do with squatting, and Scotland has a lot of public access laws, which essentially let people go wherever they want in regards to the rural areas. The stalking and harassment laws require two related incidents and must pass the reasonable person test. If the average person on the street was subject to this behavior, would they feel threatened, alarmed, or distressed? If not, then there was no offense. The offender must also be aware that what they're doing is causing alarm or distress. For example, if your mother-in-law wants access to your kids and keeps coming around to your house to complain every night for a fortnight, you become fed up and begin to feel distressed about your mother-in-law's constant visits. Your mother-in-law is aware that her behavior will cause you distress and is hoping to wear you down into letting her see your kids. I'm not particularly worried. Even with my leg, I'm pretty sure I could take her and my brother has graciously let me borrow Bernard, his old shinty stick with a kitchen knife duct taped to it. When I first broke my ankle, I also gave myself a head injury. My brother and I spent that night and the next day binge watching The Walking Dead and I think he freaked himself out as two days later, Bernard appeared. Ah, it's too close to Halloween for this. Okay, and that is the end of the fifth update. So just to briefly go over what's happened so far in this story. OP has saved the child from running into traffic after being bullied and released by this insane granny. The granny then gives a false police report to get custody of said child. OP then has a chance encounter with the child's aunt and offers to be a witness, if you remember that was the nurse. 
Granny then goes to the police station first though and lies about OP. Luckily, this is resolved despite the police officer's failings at first due to OP's profession, forensics, alongside the police. And then as we've just seen, the granny is turned up at OP's parents' home. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, then now getting straight into update six. This comes on the 27th of October 2016. So just a couple of days after update five. I'd like to clear up a few things from my last post. A few people thought that I wasn't taking this situation seriously enough. And I think I came across as a bit blasé and unconcerned about everything. I apologize for this. And I want to say that I am treating this incident seriously. And I do not think it was an innocent coincidence. I know this woman is dangerous and always plan to take action. I wasn't planning on just forgetting or ignoring this. I think the problem most people had was that they didn't think the steps I planned to take were enough. For example, I'd always planned to contact both social services and the kids' parents about this and I've been undecided about contacting the police. Posting here, however, quickly convinced me that contacting the police was a good idea. Many of you have also expressed concerns about my family, property, and the animals. Yeah, that is fair enough. You do have an insane granny coming onto your property and sneaking about. This is unfortunately a bit more difficult as it's not my house and my parents seem to think I'm paranoid. My dad was the biggest holdout. But after pointing out some of the rubbish that my grandmother has pulled, I swear I'll post more about her. This has kind of taken over though. He agreed to take a few safety measures that we honestly should have done regardless of insane granny. There have also been a few who don't believe this is real. I haven't gotten messages about this, but the mods have. To you, I say, I completely understand that mentality. It's hard to imagine that there are people out there capable of this, and I get that me randomly stumbling over the aunt so soon after the original incident sounds like a convenient coincidence, and the insanity has just continued. I get it. I'd be skeptical too if it wasn't happening to me. For some of you, it's even harder to imagine that I would post personal details about both myself and another family. Well, that's what Reddit is. From the just no subreddits to r slash relationships to r slash raised by narcissists to r slash today i effed up they all contain personal stories i mean you guys watching and listening to this episode will know that that is the beauty of reddit however op has changed and omitted many many things to keep all parties anonymous and yet still give you an accurate retelling of what's going on so in that regard yes you could consider my post lies I also have the permission of the kid's mum to make these posts and the police are aware of them too. I am aware though that I am words on a screen to you. You don't know me. You've got no way of confirming any of this and I draw the line at posting more personal details of anyone involved. Yes, even including Insane Granny. This includes the video of Insane Granny. All I can say is that this is a very real and frustrating situation that I hope resolves itself quickly. Though if people or our supreme overlords, the mighty mods, love you really, want me to remove information or posts or stop updating altogether, that is perfectly fine. It's an interesting one and I completely back OP here. Obviously, as I always say with all the stories that I narrate, there is no way of us ever really knowing 100% if they are 100% legit, 
but that's kind of part of the fun, isn't it? Deciding whether or not they're fake or not. I will say on this one, the amount of detail leaves me no doubt. This is definitely a real story. It's just an insane granny. What can you say? I will say though, guys, get your comments in down below. Do you think this story is real or fake? I am pretty confident it's real, but you know, let me know. What do you think? So then the updates. All was quiet on my day off. No sign of insane granny. Sorry, drama llamas. No feed today. I called the police officer who previously took my statement and there is nothing they can do about insane granny being at the house. He also just repeated what I already knew about trespassing, harassment and access laws. Sorry to our Reddit user who had asked about this. I tried, but it apparently barely counts as an incident. Never mind more than one. As far as witness intimidation goes, the law, the few that exist, only really protects witnesses and victims when a case goes to court. He also warned me not to try to remove her from the property or set traps, as if she's injured, she can sue. Now, I hadn't planned to do that anyway. The good news is that it's been officially reported and I've sent in the video of her trying to open the horse's gates. Social services also know and have assured me that they're still investigating Insane Granny's friend. They wanted to know if it was that same friend with Insane Granny at my parents' house, but she doesn't appear on tape. I've pointed them in my mother's direction though as she can give a description of the other woman. I texted the kid's mum the night I made my last update and another Redditor gets a cookie or a stiff drink if you'd prefer. She was too busy exploding at her husband to reply but she rang me the next day and updated me. The kid's dad is the leak. He categorically denied giving my address to insane granny. No, no, he's not that stupid. He actually did. He gave it to the social services friend the moron. Apparently, she rang him the day after her little intervention, asking for the witness's address, and he just handed it over. I've not met this guy yet, but I already want to kick him in his special place. I mean, teeth. From what she said, he seemed to be coming around to the fact that Mummy Dearest is a psycho, but obviously there are still problems. This incident has caused him to slip back into his previous delusions, i.e. he doesn't believe that she'd come all the way out here and that I must be lying to them. So she made him ring Insane Granny and outright ask his mum if she'd been to my parents' place. As she told me this, I was all ready to send her the video so she could show it to her husband and prove that the Insane Granny, his mum, was lying. That never happened. Insane Granny admitted on speakerphone to the kid's parents that she'd been at my parents' place. According to her, she went to confront me for lying to the police and to convince me to follow the moral path and save her family. That's an actual quote according to the kid's mum by redacting my statement. Second, nobody by my name lives there. Third, the lady that lived at that address, I'm assuming this is my mum, had never heard of me. And finally, that I didn't give my real address, so therefore I can't be trusted. The kid's mum told Insane Granny that it was my parents' place, and I was staying there because of my broken ankle, which had been further injured by her actions. Basically, she defended me, and it turned into a screaming match before Insane Granny hung up. I get why the kid's mum corrected her. I do. But now it's been confirmed that I do live at that address, so she's probably going to come out again. Her friend was never mentioned though, and I've sent her the video of Insane Granny, which won't do much good if she's admitting she was out there. They've also had their initial assessment by their actual social service worker, and it seems to go well, and they'll be in contact soon. I honestly can't figure out what Insane Granny's plan is here. I'm very suspicious of her immediately admitting to being at my parents' place, unless she noticed the cameras and figured that she'd been caught. It's possible they weren't exactly hidden. A few other things I've done since Insane Granny's visits. I've moved some of the security cameras to cover the front of the house. Well, this is a lie, actually. My dad did that. I was just there. 
they're pretty well hidden now. So if Insane Granny and her mysterious friend do get wind of the fact that she was caught at the gate and decide to visit again but avoid the gate, she should be caught at the front of the house. At the very least, we'll get the car license plates. Bonus, Scottish laws say nothing about having to signpost that there are cameras about, as they only aim at our domestic property. The foal has been moved. Now, this was going to happen anyway. We're starting to wean her and get her used to a few things. Her head collar, lead rope, the farrier, etc. And get her socializing with other foals. Pregnant mum is boring now. Unfortunately, the mare is still in there as it's coming into winter now and we don't have anywhere else suitable to put her. I'm not overly worried. She tends to keep her distance from strangers, even when offered food. There's not much more we can do with her. And finally, I also did something I maybe shouldn't have. I lifted insane granny and her mysterious friend's prints from the gate and the window. There was just a really great set on the window. Now, for a whole heap of reasons, these will never, ever stand up as evidence in court, if anything ever got to that stage. I don't really know why I did it. They can't be used in any official capacity, but there you go. And that is where we're going to leave it for part two of this trilogy. It's just heating up. I love the fact that you've lifted prints. You couldn't even help yourself, OP. Not that you could ever use them. It's just in your DNA. What a pun that is, by the way. What a pun. Nonetheless, I for one, I'm very interested to see what happens next. Guys, you're going to have to stay tuned. Turn the notification bell on because the last episode in this trilogy is coming to your faces tomorrow. That is right. And you're not going to want to miss it. And it's going to be even longer than the first two. Trust me on that one. It's about 4,000 words of updates still to go. So if you know your words, wow, that's going to be an absolutely mental one. We're kind of at a crossroads here, aren't we? Not exactly sure what's going to happen next, but the insane granny and her friend are getting physical now. Like the fact that they've gone to your parents' house and are snooping around just shows that they have no intention of stopping before they get what they want. The fact that they've gone to some place in the middle of nowhere up in some Scottish valley to try and like just, you know, bring all this together, get you gone, make sure the police believe them and not you. It's mental. And I, for one, cannot wait to see what happens next. So far, this story has been brilliant. As I said, I 100% believe it's real. And every fiber in my being, I mean, if it's not, then... Fair enough, you're an amazing creative writer, OP. But yeah, oh, I'm excited to see what happens next. But before we end today's episode, first of all, I owe you some charity shout outs. It seems like every day now we're getting about 10 new donations to my fundraising page. If you didn't know, I'm running the London Marathon in April and you can donate and get a shout out in any episode of mine. Just click the link in the description and donate as much as you like. It can be $2 and you get a shout out. So without further ado, here we go. So as you can see, up to £3,364 now. My initial goal was 2000 You lot are nuts. Here we are then. Max, send support from Utah. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much, Max. Silver, this is truly inspiring. Wow, a little British donation. Much love, Silver. Appreciate it. Nichelle is back again. I, I need to work out, Nichelle, how many donations you've made. It's, it's crazy. Once again, thanks for everything. Once again, thanks for donating about 75 times at this rate. Legend, thank you so much for the five once again. The Widow Stewart, yay, kids. Also, I want to see makeup too. Well, the video's out. The video with me wearing makeup is out, Widow Stewart. Thanks for the five. Go and find it. It's on my channel. I'm telling you. B, hey, dude. Thanks for keeping me company while I cook dinner every day. Love from Italy. Ooh, maybe our first Italian donation. I might be wrong, man. I apologize if you have donated and you're Italian, but no worries. Um, Italian food. B, next time I'm in Italy, 
Can you uh, send me an invite to your gaff? Let's listen to me and have some lovely food together. Scraggy Anne knows it's not much, but hopes it's of some help. I wish I could donate more. Two pounds is way more. It's an infinite times more than the majority of people that are watching this right now. There you go. A donation is a donation, no matter how big it is. And as I've said, and will continue to say, every donation will receive a shout out, no matter the size. And thank you so much. Donna was always yelled at and pulled out of class for misbehaving. They only found out later they were autistic, had ADHD and developed anxiety. Hope this helps keep a child from going through what I had to. Wow. Lovely message. Very sorry that that happened to you. Glad that you know now. But wow, lovely message. And uh, yeah, appreciate the donation. Marco Pup Draws. Functioning autistic here. Been watching since the average Redditor era. <laughs> Love the cause. Please film some of your... I'm sorry. That is actually amazing because I'm pretty sure I only said that in like a few episodes right at the beginning. That was in like 2019. I think I just said it's your average Redditor here or something like that in, in intros. I don't really remember. Now, I've stopped saying that because clearly I've, I've realized that I'm, I'm not average. Like, come on. A little bit of an arrogant joke there. Nonetheless, that's a very good reference, Marco Pop. That's elite. Love the course. Please film some of your run and show us. If you need a GoPro, I could donate my spare at no cost to you. Now... I have been thinking about that, like vlogging it, just because I know people are going to be interested. I'm temp. Uh, well, I don't know. I'm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I will try and. F I will definitely get some pictures because pictures get taken, and I'll try and get some videos of me as well. But we'll see. I I'll think about that though. That's a. That's a good shout, and thank you very much for the donation. Debella, what a wonderful charity you're doing this for. My brother has special needs and has benefited from programs like the one you're raising money for. Legend. Thank you so much for the 20. And it's great to see that these charities do, you know, serve a real purpose. Not saying that they wouldn't. I mean, obviously they do. They're elite. But still, you know, you only really realize it when you see messages like this. Okay, that is going to do it for the donations. And that is going to do it for the episode. Once again, if you do want to donate and get involved, the link to that is the top line of the description and the pinned comment on the YouTube video. And um, yeah, you're going to want to stay tuned for tomorrow's episode. It's a nuts one. By the way, if you still haven't seen episode one, it's on screen right now. And if you are late to this video, then episode three, you may be lucky enough that episode three may just be on screen. So if you are, it's here, down here. Episode one up here, episode three down here. Subscribe with notifications on so you don't miss either. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.